Like I said, we did power cleans with a hang, with straps, everything like thrower cleans, right? We call them. Now, now that I'm a lifter, I call them thrower cleans, but in reality, I thought, like, how are you supposed to do it? Um, that was actually a big reason I didn't want to even try weightlifting because I was like, I can't clean without straps. How am I going to hold on to the bar? You know? So I'm like, I'm like, nobody can have a grip to hold that. Welcome to the Bar Bend Podcast where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by barbend.com. Today, I'm talking to weightlifter Mary Tyson Lappin, who, as a lifter in the USA weightlifting system, has had a meteoric rise in the sport. She's a former collegiate thrower who found competitive weightlifting about four years ago, and in that short time, well, that relatively short time, she's already become a Pan-American champion and is knocking on the door of an all-time American record in the clean and jerk. This is one you won't want to miss. Stick around and enjoy. Mary, thanks for, for joining us. You're someone I've seen compete on the weightlifting stage, but uh, we've never chatted before, so this is nice. It's always nice, like, talking to someone after you've seen them lift a bunch of times. Yeah. I hope things are going well. And if you don't mind, give us a little background on who you are and kind of how you came to be uh, where you are today in, in weightlifting. What's your athletic background? How did you find strength sports, et cetera? Okay. Yeah. So I started weightlifting. I think, I think I saw my like throwback to my first meet today would have been four years ago today. Oh, only only four, four years was the first day. First meet. As of this as of this recording, four years ago exactly. Yeah. So I saw wow. it like you know, popped up like on my Instagram or whatever, which seems like a really long time ago, but then you add like the year and a half, two years of COVID we've had. <laughs> and like then it's like, oh, I really haven't competed that much. So I I never I didn't do strength sports in high school. I mean, I threw, I was a shot putter and discus thrower in high school. I played a lot of basketball, a lot of I'm one of four kids in our family, all girls, but we played like soccer, softball, volleyball, like everything. We kind of tried a little bit of everything. And we were always like the bigger kids probably on the teams, you know? So we ended up throwing. Most of us did throwing, my sisters and I, some of them did some sprinting and jumping, but even with throwing, there's like a lot of fast twitch stuff. So we just had some pretty good genetics. I threw in college that went well. I, I had every intention of throwing after college. That was kind of the plan all the way through. Um, and then I just, I took the summer off when I got done. I, I threw at US Championships. I took the summer off. And then I just kind of decided at the end of that summer, I said, I lost a bunch of weight. I felt good physically. And I just was, I was like, I think I'm done. Like, I think I, I, I had every bit of, I was content that I had given everything I had into track. And so that kind of made it transitioning into coaching a lot easier, which is what I had been doing ever since. But yeah, I, I messed around with powerlifting a little bit. My dad was, he was powerlifting for a while. My sister was really good at it. Actually, all my sisters were really good at it. So <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of messed with that a little bit, not so much anymore. But then I, USA Weightlifting has that little like uh, recruiting program or whatever. And I kind of got thrown into the mix of that. So that's kind of how I got involved in weightlifting. And I guess that was four years ago. So, well, I'm curious, you say you, you didn't, do strength sports and, and I get it. You didn't do powerlifting, yeah. weightlifting, yeah, yeah, strongman, yeah. but throwing is like about as close as you yes. get yes. specifically. Talk about the strength and conditioning background, maybe the strength background you had from throwing. So when you were throwing in college, 
you know, obviously you're going to do sports specific work. You're going to get out there and you're going to actually throw and train for that train technique. But what are you doing, say, in the gym to maximize your, your output on, you know, in a track environment? Okay. Well, so my coach, my coach, and at least when I was finishing college was Aaron Gilreath. And she was a 2004 Olympian in the hammer, very educated in the throws and in the strength conditioning type of field. And we did, I mean, we lifted like, like nuts. Like we were there, we lifted almost every day. Like I think there were cycles where we did lift every day, like seven days a week. We were freakishly strong. I think that's a big reason how I kind of got thrown into the recruiting program too, because some of my lifts, I guess, from college kind of floated around. So that's kind of how that happened. But we did like hang cleans. We never snatched really. We did a little bit of like close grip snatch stuff, just because I think the relationship between like having your arm above your head for throwing, but especially maybe it was a little bit more realistic to saying throwing than a wide grip with a snatch, like a normal grip, I guess. But we did a lot of cleans, a lot of squats, um, not a lot of pulls, deadlifts, things like that. It was mostly squat as heavy as you can, hang clean as heavy as you can, pretty much all powers, and then a little bit of a tiny bit of narrow grip snatch stuff. That was pretty much it. You're, you're not the first thrower to say, oh, I wasn't a strength athlete, but I did lift six or seven days a week and I did yeah, these yeah, very yeah, specific yeah. movements. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the transition over to weightlifting. Okay. You obviously had a fantastic base of strength and you knew yeah. how to move your body, proprioception. Not normally too much of an issue for throwers as far as yeah, moving yeah. quickly through space. Maybe every time I see a thrower, I'm kind of like, how do you not get dizzy? But that's a different conversation. When you started making the transition to weightlifting or exploring weightlifting, it's like, hey, here's, here's something. They have this program to convert you know, former throwers to weightlifters. Let me try this out. What were some of your first impressions of the sport once you had a barbell in your hands and, and were working on the Olympic movements? Not that you hadn't done some versions of those before, yeah. but. So I was like, I'll be honest. I was like kind of. Um, like I was mad a little bit about like stretching and things because I'm thinking that, Oh, I can. So I cleaned, like I said, we did power cleans um, with a hang with straps, everything like thrower cleans, right. We call them now, now that I'm a lifter, I call them thrower cleans, but in reality, I thought, <laughs> like, how are you supposed to do it? Um, that was actually a big reason I didn't want to even try weightlifting. Cause I was like, I can't clean without straps. How am I going to hold on to the bar? You know? <laughs> So I like, I'm like, nobody can have a grip to hold that, you know? And then I learned how to do it. And I'm like, oh, okay. When, when I was learning to snatch, I'm still learning to snatch. That was pretty frustrating just because I, it carried over really well from the cleans that we had done. Basically just had to iron out what we had done already. Um, so I picked that up pretty quick. The tempo and the dip and drive of the jerk reminds me a lot of just the release and the throwing. So I think that's why that worked so well for me. Everything at that finish in the throwing is just quick and fast, and you have like two or three seconds to produce as much power as you can. So you really don't have a ton of time, you know? So a lot of the stuff did transfer over really well, but the stuff that didn't was just you can't muscle snatch. Like you can't well, you muscle snatch, right? But you can't muscle a, a snatch and have it go well. I wanted to rip them off the floor, and I'm like, and then the more pissed off I'd get, the worse they'd get. And so I mean, there's some really, really good carryover. And then there were some skills that I had physically that I didn't know how, how to use them, you know? Well, what was your what was your progression like? I mean, your first competition was four years ago today. Do you remember what you hit on the platform? I do. So I snatched, I opened to 81 in the snatch. I, I missed my first one. I don't remember if it was in front of me or behind me. I completely wiped out on my second one. 
And then I like was pissed off and I powered my third one and made it. But I'm like, it was just, I mean, I don't know. I look at that and I think that's why it's, I look back and I see people that are like, oh, I can't believe how strong you are, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, it was not like this when I started. You know what I mean? Like 81 kilos, that is, that's crazy. You know what I mean? And even though I'm not like the best snatcher now, like it, it I really have come a long way. And so. Well, what's your what's your what's your competition snatch PR? Just to give folks a sense of how long you've come. One seventeen. One seventeen. Okay, so a thirty. If my if my math is correct, yeah. it's a thirty-six kilo increase. Right. Okay, yeah. not 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 bad, not too shabby. I'm saying sarcastically. That's fantastic. How about in the clean and jerk? And one reason I ask is because I know that the snatch is well. Look, the snatch is a constant progression of learning experience for everyone. No one's ever. No one's ever done the perfect snatch unless your name is lasha maybe right, but yeah, like yeah. uh clean and jerk you know how has that progression gone maybe is is, is that a lift where you've grown a little more slowly or you kind of had a higher base coming in um definitely had a higher base coming in um that same meet like clean jerk 125 okay <laughs> which in reality what is that is that the same 35 kilos because now my pair is 160 so i mean that's this i guess the same ish progression yeah actually yeah that's you're, you're consistent you're very consistent so which i still need to i'm still trying to close that gap a bit between the snatch and the clean and jerk but i think 2022 i'm hoping that that's like something we can do with that so that's kind of my big goal for this year one of them well what what are some so you're someone you're you're sniffing at some american records mm-hmm. let's put it that way uh you've taken a crack at some American American records. Talk about your first attempt at an American record. Take us through that because that's like a that's a pretty big moment for any athlete when you you get the yeah. chance to do something that no one else in your country's ever done before. Honestly, I had no business even attempting it. It was like well, what 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 was it to be clear for people who don't know? 163 kilos. Okay. So and my PR before that was my lift before that, which was 156 kilos. So I had never even attempted over 156. I've never attempted one over 155. I attempted 156. It was really good. And then we're like, oh, you got nothing to lose. Do you want to just throw it on? I'm like, I mean, sure. And so I, I don't really like remember what was going through my head. I think I was just like, this is actually going to be really heavy. And it was like, it was, it felt really, really, really heavy. But yeah, it was just, I think for me, I trained by myself. So Anytime I go to meets, even though people at the Arnold that year were like really disappointed with the people with that was like the world, the week before the world shut down, you know, mm, Got it. Um, yep. and so for me, it was like a ton of people because I train alone, you know, so just having those people like, and there happened to be a bunch of people by the stage because it was like that rogue challenge it was like Maddie Rogers is in my session, Sarah, like all these people that people really care about watching. And I feel like people didn't really know who I was yet. But then when I lifted, they were yelling at me. So that kind of helped too. So I'm kind of, I do really well with people yelling at me and cheering for me and things, which I think goes back to the track background. Mm. But yeah, it was fun. It was, I mean, that lift haunted me for a while because I feel <laughs> like I can't really get back to it. But now after I got in the 160s again, I feel like fine. Like I feel good about everything now. So what, what was there a moment in your, your relatively young weightlifting career still, I should say, where you were like, oh, this is a sport for me. You know, was there a competition where you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give this all I have. I think it's just kind of been a progression. Like I realized like that I was good at it when I started, but I wasn't really like, again, I was snatching 
if I snatched like 85 that day, I'd be like, okay, that was like a good day. You know, so like I didn't really have a good idea of how good I could be. And I'd say like each year I kind of started feeling, I really like the American Open Finals meet. And I would say maybe the 2019 one was in Salt Lake City, I believe. I was there. It's always my favorite meet of the year, by the way, AO Finals. A lot of people like, I mean, I've only done one national meet. So like, I don't have a ton of like experience, but... We should clarify the reason you've only done one national meet is because of COVID. Yes. Well, so, yeah, just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> and like when I first started, I was coaching track until October. So I, I'm no longer coaching anymore, but I couldn't go because it's in this like in the late May-ish time. And that's like nationals for track. So I can't skip nationals for track to go compete. So and then like the year of last year was COVID. So it got shut down. And then my husband and I got it anyway during the meet. So. It was, yeah, it was like not super fun, but I love the American Open Meet anyway, that Salt Lake City one. I just had so much fun at that one and I lifted pretty well. So I'd say maybe if I had to choose a meet, that might've been the one that I was like, okay, like this is, I'm going to be good at this. I just have to like keep snatching more. And then maybe Pan Am's this last year, like, because that went really well. And it was my first international meet. And I had a lot of people saying like, and it's funny too, because I'm like, I'm older than a lot of these people that are lifting. So I have these like young people who are way more experienced in the sport telling me like, it's all about having fun. Like it's, it's, it's not a big deal. Like however, however you do is totally fine. I'm like, well, I'm not going to come down here just to not do well. You know, like I have a lot of experience competing and even though it's different, you know, I'm still, I need to like, this is a business trip and I need to try to do well. So I was really happy with how I did there. And maybe that would be another meet that I was like, okay, like this is where I'm supposed to be right now. Going to do all I can in the sport and then we'll figure out what's next. But yeah. Well, let's talk about that Pan Am's experience. For those who weren't following the competition, we wrote about it at, at Barbin. How did you do? Where did you place? All that good stuff. I, I mean, I won the meet. So that was... Spoiler like, alert, she's the Pan American yeah. champion. Um, so, and honestly, like my goal at first was to medal. Mm-hmm. There's a number that I need to hit for stipend, which I don't even know what it is anymore. So, and I didn't feel confident that I could hit that at that meet. And you do have to hit it in an international meet. So I didn't want that to like bog what I wanted to actually do because I'm like I will make money somehow sometime like I need to not screw myself at this meet by worrying about that I'm just going to focus on my meet and whatever so the goal was to medal and I wanted to PR my snatch and then there wasn't a ton of people in my session and so then I kind of just had in the back of my head like I didn't really my coach and I talked about it a little bit but I I kind of wanted to win the meet even before it started you know um, but I didn't go around telling people that, you know, it's kind of was my little thing. And maybe Will knew a little bit, my coach and stuff. But so I don't know. It, w- it was really good. I went six for six, which is actually the first meet I've ever gone six for six. So I I was really happy with how I, it sounds dumb because everyone should do this, but like I focused a ton of like on my nutrition, making sure I brought the right stuff because I'd never left the country. So making sure I had enough like electrolytes and snacks in case the food made me sick. and. So I really tried to prepare the best I could so I didn't have any excuses. The heat, I was worried about the heat because I, again, I'm not, I live in Wisconsin. I'm not like a, I'm not a really heat type of person. I don't love the heat, but actually purposely, I didn't put any air conditioning in my garage last summer so I could get ready for that meet. So it was, I was really happy with how I did. I was happy with how I prepared. I was happy with my mental game and I was happy with how I lifted. So it was a really, really good meet. Well, what are your goals for the, in for the next few years in weightlifting? That's always a loaded question, but yeah. you know anything you're willing to share. 
Great. I mean, I, I think it's fairly obvious. Like, I mean, I'm 31 years old. I, I probably wouldn't be training. I wouldn't quit my job if I didn't have like my sights on the 2024 Olympics. I'm not going to put that in my bio on Instagram, like 2024, hopeful, whatever. It's fairly obvious. We all want to be Olympians, right? So I would say being, again, being that I was an athlete forever, I have goals. I like to think of them like a checklist, right? So I'd say like right now is I need to snatch 120 in a meet. I want to break that 163 clean and jerk. I want to make some money, like some stipend money. And so when I look at my goals and I see kind of on paper what they are, if I can hit all those goals, I think I'll put myself in a pretty good spot to be able to fight for one of those spots. I guess I, like you said, like my training agent is super old in the sport. So I'm banking on like fixing some more things, getting stronger. But I mean, obviously I want to make more teams. I have to make more teams if I want to have a shot at anything. Big goal for this year is to make worlds. And again, I really have to, you know, you, I don't really have a choice. So that's kind of my main goal now. I'm hopefully at the Arnold. I do well. I'm excited for the Arnold. I really, I had a great time last time, even though, again, a lot of people didn't think it was that fun because there wasn't that many people there, but I had a great time. So I imagine this year will be fun too. I do want to talk about some training lifts I've seen you do. And I believe as far as the, as far as rack jerks, which are something I, I know that you enjoy. I think you've put more overhead than any other American woman, at least to my knowledge. Is that correct? I mean, I think so. I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I haven't like went out and asked who I, who I think could have done that, but I'm pretty sure like, you know. Well, what is your rack jerk PR? And it's a lot different than a clean and jerk. I just want to say a lot of people who are newer to weightlifting, they don't understand that if you can do it from the rack, that does not meet living. That's half no, the movement. Not even, not even close. So I did 182 last summer, last summer. So right around 400 pounds, 182 kilos. Yeah. It's funny because it's the way things change and the way like you go up and down and things like that. Like I prefer jerks from a clean now. Like I don't like working from the box anymore. Like back then I loved it. You know, it just kind of goes back and forth. Like my timing feels off when I jerk off the box now. So it's just, I'm sure in a few months I'll love jerking from the box again. But yeah, I felt really... I don't remember. I think we were supposed to go to maybe like 170 that day. And we were just like, eh, let's just keep going. So yeah. <laughs> keep on ratcheting it up. I believe I spoke to Cheryl. I spoke to Cheryl Hayworth, who's a friend who's been on the podcast yeah, yeah, before. Yeah. And I think the most she'd ever done off the blocks, I want to say was like 175 or 180. Yeah. Um, of course, at the same time, I think Cheryl also gave the addendum. She was like, it's been a while. I don't actually really remember. Um, and she, I don't know if she ever missed a jerk in her life. Like she just was like incredibly strong overhead and at a certain point it's diminishing returns, right? Like, why are you going to, why would you train for a 190 kilo rack jerk if you can't clean 170 kind of thing? Right. No, that's exactly, that's exactly true. Well, what do you have some, you, you obviously mentioned your, your goal is to snatch 120 Mm -hmm. in competition. Do you have any particular, like over this quad, which is not really a quad, it's more of a, a triple because the Olympics, it's cycle shortened by a year. You know, what are some numbers you'd like to hit in the next two, two to three years that you think you could realistically hit in a competition setting? I never really thought I would clean and jerk that much, but like my last meet in Denver, like my clean and jerk felt really good and it was 160. So I would say, I think I could probably clean and jerk like 170 by the end. Snatch maybe, I think I'd be disappointed if I didn't snatch between like 125, 128-ish. Mm-hmm. 
I suppose if you say you want to snatch 128, you say you want to snatch 130, but I don't know. There's no reason I shouldn't snatch in the 120 mids. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to figure that out. So, hopefully, I've done 122 off a box. I've done 120 off the floor a few times. So, hopefully, I can just keep in the same progression, keep improving, and see what happens. So, excellent. Well, where's the best place for people to follow along with your progression? Uh, I know you're not listing, you know, Paris hopeful in your Instagram bio, but uh, where's the best no, place? And I you- even mean like even people that do that, that's totally fine. That's just not me. I wasn't, like I said, I was a track athlete forever. Like everyone is an Olympic hopeful, right? Everyone wants to go to the Olympics. I post all my stuff on Instagram. I don't use Facebook much. That's kind of, I think the place people find people now, right? Instagram. So my Instagram name's Coach Mary with three Y's. So it was when I was coaching track. Now I'm coaching weightlifting. So we'll just keep it at that. So. <laughs> Well, like I said, consistency, it's a good thing. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to share a bit of your young weightlifting journey and super excited to see you back on the platform soon and to see how you progress over the next few years. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. 